Jim, it's the World of Bonds. It's Friday the 4th of February 2022 for professional investors only, never ever investment advice. Well, there were some extraordinary moves yesterday in the front end of European bond markets. The ECB delivered a shock, really. Uh, Christine Lagarde's press conference after their regular monetary policy meeting had some big changes to the perception of what the ECB is going to do next. So they didn't change any of the policy measures, rates or QE or anything like that, but they did um, talk about their inflation forecasts having big risks to the upside. Um, They talked about the general strength of the economy, including the labour market, and referring to her December statement when she last did a presser uh, that a 22 rate hike was very unlikely, she said that wasn't the case anymore. Also, they talked about revisiting the pace of the asset purchase program, the kind of QE program that the ECB has been engaging in, i.e. an expectation that they may well announce a a reduction in the pace of the remaining QE that they've uh, committed to do. So uh, big, big changes to market. So um, we now have bond yields at two years um, at minus 28 basis points. Now, if you went back to the end of January, just a few days ago, uh, two-year bond yields were at minus 60 basis points. So that's a 30 basis point move in yields, including yesterday around about a 12 basis point move move alone. And we're higher again um, this morning. So big, big shift in expectations for the ECB with rate hikes now being priced in for 2022, joining the Fed and the Bank of England um, in having some rate hikes priced in. Probably only Bank of Japan has got nothing in of the majors at the moment. Um, and that also led to a big rally in the euro. The euro has been in the doldrums for uh, a very long time, especially versus the US dollar. But yesterday it saw a move up from 113 to the dollar to 1.145. So about 1.5% um, increase in the dollar versus, sorry, in the euro versus the US dollar. Um, reading some Goldman Sachs research last night, um, they're going for 225 basis points hikes this year, so uh, rate hikes from ECB in September and December, um, and you know rates are heading back to, to zero, effectively. Um, they see a terminal rate of 1.25% by June 2025, that's about 75 basis points higher than the market's currently got priced in, so I think the market's going for a terminal ECB rate around that time, around 50 basis points. Um, so, you know, big change in what's been an assumption that the ECB will be negative or on hold forever, given that their inflation dynamics are nothing like as strong as uh, the rest of, well, the Anglo-Saxon economies in particular. So we'll see whether they get there. And, you know, we, we have been uh, in this position before where the ECB is hiked and it hasn't proved to be necessary it's proved to be the wrong thing but for the time being we are approaching a rate hiking cycle from europe the bank of england is already in that rate hiking cycle of course and yesterday um, at lunchtime we got uh, another hike from the bank they hiked 25 basis points to half a percent four members of the monetary policy committee voted for a 50 basis point hike so there was a even a little of hawkishness within that hiking yesterday Now, the big news for credit markets was around the reinvestment of, well, the unwinding effectively of the quantitative easing holdings of corporate bonds. So they made some announcements around stopping reinvesting their gilt 
coupons and maturities, um, which was kind of expected. But the corporate bond announcement wasn't. So they are aiming to take their holdings of sterling corporate bonds down to zero by the end of next year. At the moment, they own £20 billion worth of sterling corporate bonds. That's about 12% of everything they're allowed to buy. Remember, they can't buy all sorts of of bonds. They don't buy bank bonds or ABS and stuff like that. Um, So it's 12% of the eligible bonds that they could buy, and it's 6% of the whole sterling corporate bond market. Um, And that had a disproportionate impact on sterling credit yesterday. Obviously, uh, the market was shocked by that. Um, It's not the most liquid market relative to euros or dollars. And we saw some quite significant moves, some big widening moves in sterling credit. So single A's were out 15 basis points, triple B's out 20 to 50 basis points, 50 basis points, some of the tobacco names. They've also got a double whammy of kind of this uh, consistent ESG selling of the names too. So um, sterling credit underperformed, um, but it was also a weak market overall so weak government bond markets across the world weak corporate bond markets with european credit up five basis points um, and index level weak high yield with crossover going past 300 and that's 20 wider yesterday weak equities weak bitcoin i guess the, the outperformer was uh, emerging markets somewhat so if you look at cdx emerging markets that um, that actually came in and it was a little bit tighter, so that's out around 200 basis points. Uh, the credit default swap index for emerging market uh, sovereign bonds. Um, so uh, you know a weak environment for everything yesterday, um, thanks to perception that loose monetary policy is coming to an end, drawing to an end. That's certainly been the case. Talking VM in Brazil. They did another base rate hike uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. So CELIC, which is their, their kind of base rate, is now up at 10.75%. They have done eight and three quarter percent worth of rate hikes in the last uh, year alone. And that's made them the best performing currency so far this year. I think it's around about 5%. So um, just quickly looking at the front pages in the UK uh, this morning, and it's a fairly bleak read for the government and for households, frankly. Front page of the Sun, ouch, Brits, £2,417 poorer, worst crunch in 32 years. Uh, Daily Mail, meltdown in Downing Street, um, talking about inflation, talking about rates, but also talking about the resignations that uh, Boris Johnson saw yesterday on his closest aides. Um, and, you know, Metro's got front page, perfect storm. And really, you know, this is a combination of rate hikes and remember that doesn't immediately hit people's mortgage payments because you know 90% of people are on fixed rate mortgages but it will eventually you know later this year people will start rolling off those fixed rate deals people taking out new mortgages will face those higher interest rates so you know that's a problem but really the fact you know the Bank of England talking about um, CPI heading up even further from where we are now they're talking about a peak in it at seven and a quarter percent which would be the highest since 1992 in April so food energy prices we had news that um, Ofgem is lifting the cap on energy by about 54 percent so people's energy bills are going to go up dramatically remember that 
15% of UK households are already in what the government itself defines as fuel poverty, where they're spending over 10% of their income on their energy bills, and that's going to go you know, a huge amount. So that's 3 million households currently. That's going to go up dramatically. And the United Nations yesterday put out their food price index, which shows it at an 11-year high, so up nearly 20% year on year. So um, misery indices, um, with the exception of the unemployment rate, which remains low in developed uh, economies, especially low in in the US, where it's 3.9% in the UK. um, That's the one kind of bright spark that employment rates are, are still high. But on the rest of it, rates, inflation, Certainly things are looking pretty bleak at the moment. Today, uh, to end the week, we have non-farm payrolls coming out of the United States. The market's going for an increase of 125,000, which is quite a bit lower than last month. Last month was 199,000. They are expecting the unemployment rate to remain unchanged at 3.9%. Right, have a good weekend. Catch up with you next week. Bye.